Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome in everybody to another episode of the Future Brew Podcast, right here on Mazerbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozan. I will be your co- uh, host today, and my co-host with me, as always, Seth Barry, our uh, Maze and Brew recruiting contributor. We are back and uh, get, getting ourselves uh, in a little bit of a, a rhythm here with uh, with some commitments that we'll talk about, this one being on the basketball side of things. So, Seth, I'm <laughs> I'm excited to kind of switch it up, and, and we're going to start with basketball. But uh, before we do that, how are you doing, my friend? How's your week been? I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, – I don't think we've ever talked basketball in here before um, together, so that'll be – That'll be a good change up and and yeah, the, the the week's been good. Obviously the week goes by a little slower, um, you know, work week wise when it's when it's Michigan, Michigan State week and you're just waiting for you know, just waiting for that game to to come around on Saturday. But uh but yeah, excited for that and excited to you know, to get through the week and into the weekend and enjoy that game and, you know, some some other college football games that'll be happening this weekend. So um just just excited for for uh for the next few days ahead here yeah it's gonna be awesome man um uh, going to the game should be fun i i don't know if it's gonna be a blue out or whatever the hell they're doing they got maze pom-poms so it'll be fun uh night game you know against one of your top rivals it's uh yeah you're right the week goes a little bit slower with with that and coming at the end of the week so we're we're really uh working for the weekend uh this weekend for sure but let's let's get into some basketball recruiting and i don't think we've ever talked about hoops recruiting 
before either, at least not you and I. I've spoken with a couple other people uh, in uh, podcasts a long time ago uh, about basketball recruiting, but uh, this is a first. So here we go. I mean, kind of like what we always do, we got to start with the latest commitment, Uh, obviously with this one being on the basketball side of things. This one is a a pretty important one, and and you'll probably see why here uh, in just a second when I further explain this. But Juwan Howard received a commitment late last week from 2023 four-star center Papa Conte, and he chose Michigan over his other finalists, which included Maryland, Rutgers, Pittsburgh, and Memphis. He stands 6'10", he's 215, ranked number 108 overall on the composite. He is the number 14 center and also the number four player from Connecticut. It may list him on his recruiting profiles as being from Connecticut, but he originally hails from Senegal. He moved to the United States back in 2019 to pursue his dream of playing basketball. He blew up over the summer during the AAU circuit. He was with the Nike EYBL circuit for Expressions Elite, and that's when he really started to garner attention, and Peach Jam specifically. Uh, During that season, he averaged a little over 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 1.5 blocks per game, so he certainly is a well-rounded prospect. Uh, He he has visited Michigan twice. He visited once for an official visit back in June. He also came back uh, a couple weekends ago, for his second visit. So he got to take in, I believe it was the Penn State game. Seth, one of the things that really stood out to me during this recruitment was his relationship with Jawan. He mentioned it during his commitment live stream that Jawan played a huge role in his recruitment and was the number one thing, a uh, number one reason really for him committing to the University of Michigan. He also mentioned Michigan feeling like home, being that he's an international student. And the university takes in so many international students every year, uh, with the basketball program especially doing so. We've seen tons and tons of international guys uh, throughout the years. It's been a slow-moving 2023 class for Michigan, and I will ask you more about that in a minute. But as far as this commitment goes, this feels like a pretty big win for the program on the recruiting trail. And once again, Juwan showing that he can get top targets at any given moment. And it's it's not surprising that, you know, you talk about the relationship there between Juwan and and Conte and and him speaking to, uh, you know, just Juwan being active in his recruitment and a big reason why he ended up choosing the Wolverines, um, you know, with the connections that John makes, uh, Juwan makes on the trail and and the connections that he has just overall um, with a lot of these guys. Uh, it's not a surprise that 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 relationship just kept building and growing and, and that it ended up um coming to what it what it came to and that he and that he chose the Wolverines ultimately when he came when it came down to it um you know just just watching some of his film and and reading about you know some of the scouting reports it's uh and we were talking a little bit about this before the before we came on but just that he's um I mean first of all that a 7-4 wingspan um is you know he's going to make an immediate impact in terms of his athleticism his rebounding ability uh, his ability to to run and transition, finish, um, you know, in 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 the open court, 
um, and do a lot of things that just from an energy standpoint, that'll be beneficial uh, for Michigan in terms of getting up and down the floor and, and rebounding and playing above the rim and uh, doing things, you know, to create extra possessions on the offensive glass and, and things like that, just in terms of a hustle, you know, hustle player and uh, someone who can really provide uh, that type of, you know, those type of elements, um, you know, for Michigan. And then, you know, j- just looking at, just, you know, his position with Juwan being such a, you know, a developer of talent and, you know, with front court players, I mean, we, you know, we can talk all day about Hunter Dickinson and, and how he's turned into an All-American. Um, you have another front court player last year in, in Musa Diabate that, you know, was a one and done, but, but just continued to pro- progress as the year went on in terms of, you know, just changing up his, uh his variety of moves and, and he got really good at his face up game. Um, Conte doesn't have a, a huge package, you know, with his uh, with his moves and his offensive skill set yet. But it's something that he could he could definitely develop down the road, and and something that uh, Michigan will certainly be be working, um, you know, with him on uh, just developing a more of a package and and more of a you know one on one type of game. But I'm I'm excited to see you know kind of see where that goes, and uh, and uh, definitely exciting for Michigan to uh, to land. Uh, the type of prospect that that Conte is with the type of potential he has. Yeah, the potential is there, man. You mentioned the seven foot four wingspan. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, that is uh, certainly impressive for a kid that's six ten. So he's got the reach, and that's definitely going to help you out. Um, you know, with with the lack of height, I guess compared to other bigs in the Big Ten. Uh, obviously Hunter Dickinson being the one that comes to my mind, he's about seven, one, seven, two. So Conte doesn't have the height that Dickinson or, uh, Kofi Coburn or Zach Eady or any of these guys really have, but he makes up for it with the IQ that he has and that wingspan, he's going to really be able to set himself up in position to collect a ton of rebounds at the collegiate level. So I'm, I'm really excited to see him uh, really develop into uh, the player that he will become, because you know that Juwan is going to get the very best out of him. Like he has with Hunter Dickinson. And like he did uh, at points with Musa Diabate, a guy that you brought up and with Austin Davis, uh, one of the uh, big men that he first had his first year in Ann Arbor. I thought he did a really, really good job with Austin Davis. Uh, I want to bring up another point, though. I want let's go back to something I touched on very briefly here, Seth, and that's the slow-moving 2023 class for Michigan. Papa Conte is the only committed prospect for the Wolverines in this class, and the early signing period is coming up. I I could not believe this until I looked at this earlier today, but the early signing period starts November 9th, so we're really just two weeks away from 2023 basketball prospects being able to sign their letter of intent. Michigan was the last program in the Big Ten to pick up a commitment in this 2023 class, which to me is kind of surprising given how many guys they've offered, how many guys they've really pursued in this class. I just thought that one would have committed sooner, but that's just sometimes how the dominoes fall. And Papa Conte obviously being a good recruit, so it's nice that they got him, but uh, would have been nice to get him along with a couple other guys earlier in this cycle just to have some peace of mind. So I kind of have a hypothesis, Seth, and, and I'll explain mine 
after, but I want to get your take on what you think has attributed to the slow-moving 2023 class for Michigan basketball. I mean, it's, I guess it's hard to say considering that, you know, obviously the Jawan was just able to establish so much, so much momentum on the, on the recruiting trail early on. And, you know, not, not to say that that's been lost just because, you know, they've, they've had one guy committed. I mean, it, I think, like you said, the, the dominoes can fall, uh, can fall a certain way, um, you know, when these type of things happen. Um, there's obviously, you know, still guys that, that they have under, under radar that, you know, they could, that they could land, um, you know, and, and things of that nature um, that they, they have a, you look at the roster right now, it's, it's interesting with just looking back to the the last class, um, you know, that, and what, and what Michigan's kind of done in the past with, you know, graduate transfers and, and scholarships that have come in, you know, that have come out of that, um, you know, with guys like Devontae Jones and uh, Llewellyn that's come in as, as point guard this past year. And, um, you know, just, just looking at the point guard situation, um, I, I always try to, you know, with Conte, um, you look at the center center position and kind of try to correlate. You know, who's who's going to be his point guard when uh, when he steps on campus uh, next year? And you look at a guy like Doug McDaniel and how that might um, how that might mesh and and how that could look um, going into next season. But but yeah, I I, I guess I would I'd be interested in hearing your theory on on uh, on why the class has been so you know so slow um because i i don't I, can't, I guess i can't really put a finger on it um my, myself but uh it, but but i think overall I, I don't think momentum has been lost by by any means on the recruiting recruiting front uh for Jawan in this in this program i think um you know it's just one of those situations to where like i said it, it's kind of how the how the dominoes fell right now is the way I see it. And, um, you know, hopefully by the time they get to the early signing period and, and maybe after that, they can pick up a couple more commits. Yeah. I don't think momentum has been lost either. They've offered five point guards in this class, two shooting guards, four small forwards, seven power forwards, three centers and one combo guard. So I, they've certainly extended offers to a ton of guys in this class. So they have not shied away from, going after these guys and recruiting them. Honestly, I, I it's really, in my mind, it seems kind of easy as far as what the reason is and uh, why it's been so slow. And I think it's just because of the scholarships that they've already got on the team because no one really expected Hunter Dickinson heading into last season uh, to return for his junior year. It just, it, it, if it had been brought up, it would have just been, oh, there's no way that he comes back for a junior season. He's going to go off to the NBA after his sophomore year, and that's going to be that. But he's back. He he got good NIL opportunities, and obviously his NBA draft stock just wasn't high enough for him to go. So the NIL really helped decide uh, at the end of the day. At least that's what Dickinson said at Big Ten Media Days, is that it played a huge role in him coming back to Ann Arbor. So uh, who knows? He could be back for his senior season. It, we really don't know how – this is all going to fall. And honestly, the guys in this uh, true freshman class with Terrace Reed and Greg Glenn, Doug McDaniel, you mentioned, and Jet Howard, I think of those four, I, I think really only one has one and done potential. And that would probably be Jet. And I don't even think it's a guarantee that he would leave after this season just because it, he's he's got so much to play for in Ann Arbor to play for his dad 
to play with his brother to continue the family legacy at the University of Michigan. So, and it's not like the kid needs money by any means. Uh, his father is a well-established head coach. He played in the NBA for a long time, so he's not. Uh, he doesn't need the NBA salary right now by any means. So, I could very well see a situation where Michigan doesn't really lose anybody except for maybe Jalen Llewellyn after this season, just because his eligibility would be up and it, I'd have to look at the roster up, but uh, anybody else that may have their eligibility expire, obviously they would be gone too. Uh, but Llewellyn is really, I guess Llewellyn and, and maybe Joey Baker, those would be the two guys. And those were two transfers, two senior transfers from this uh, off season. So yeah, I don't know. I, I think it really is just a, a numbers crunch as far as scholarship goes at this point. So I wouldn't be too surprised, Seth, to see Papa Conte be the only member of this 23 class for the Wolverines. But uh, at the same time, they are going after a couple other guys on the recruiting trail. They hosted uh, a, a guard that they like, George Washington the third. He's number 76 overall on the composite. And they, uh, so they, they took in a visit from him. And they visited him at his high school in Dayton, Ohio recently. So it seems like they're really pursuing him and pushing for him pretty hard. Obviously, there are a couple other guys on the radar. But at this moment, I think it's really going to be – it's either really going to be George Washington III or just Papa Conte because they're still going after Isaiah Collier, who's a five-star point guard as well but it seems like he's kind of trending towards USC at the moment. He listed Michigan in his top four, but I don't really see him committing to Michigan at this point. I think he'll stay, uh, well, not, I guess not local, but um, I I think he will commit eventually to the Trojans. I I know that his commitment date is coming up sometime next month, uh, probably aligning with the uh, early signing period there. So, um, I, I think that's kind of where Michigan basketball stands. It's been kind of, it's been kind of a boring cycle, and that's why we really haven't talked about it. But uh, when these commitments happen, we got to talk about it. And I, I was excited to see that uh, Conte joined the fold. I think he's a really good prospect and has a chance to be a really nice player, nice uh, two or three year player in Ann Arbor, possibly even four. I don't think he's going to be a one and done guy either. Um, so, Seth, any other departing thoughts on? basketball recruiting before we probably sealed the deal on that for <laughs> the rest of the 2023 class. I mean, kind of, as I mentioned, Llewellyn, and you talked about, about Baker as well, you know, as, as trying to go through my, my head about um, once you, once you made the point of the scholarship situation and uh, knowing their young roster and knowing that, um, yeah, like you said, there's not a lot of guys there um, that'll, that have the one and done potential. You'd look like, you look at a guy like, uh, you know, even some of the upperclassmen like, uh, like Terrence Williams, um, you know, he's, he's staying another year after this year. He's, he's not, I don't, I don't see him making a jump to the NBA after his junior year. So, and then, yeah, you make the point about Dickinson that he could potentially stay for, for all four years himself. So yeah, you, you just look up and down that roster and, and, um, you know, the scholarship situation, uh, being, being limited in that sense. So, um, yeah, that, that just makes a lot of sense. Obviously, in basketball, you have more of a numbers crunch with with just less scholarships to uh to give away. So, 
so yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of my outlook on it as well. And obviously just an exciting, you know, an exciting young roster that they, that they have, and it'll be exciting to see what they, what they do this year. But um, we, we haven't seen, you know, in, in the beeline era, there was, you know, he really started to get a lot of the, the one and dones and, and, you know, it, it's been kind of a thing for Michigan basketball where there's been some guys that, that have left early. Um, so, so to see it kind of, I guess, shift now to where they can, they can have some guys on the roster that are staying those three or four years. Um, that's kind of exciting in terms of when you're talking about building a program and making sure it, it sustains momentum too. So I guess just looking forward to, to all of those elements and uh, what's to come for the Michigan basketball season too. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it, it's going to be good to have basketball back. I, I do genuinely love college basketball and things obviously don't turn, you know, the heat doesn't get turned up a whole lot until the tournament, but it, it's just such a great time with football being around with basketball being around hockey has been uh, off to a stellar start. So there, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of good going on at the university. I try to, I try to make it a point too. I know a lot of people, you know, like you say, they don't, the college basketball momentum doesn't really pick up until, you know, it hits the tournament time, but I, I try to make a point to watch just about every, every Michigan basketball game too, even early in the season. It's just exciting, oh, yeah. I guess, you know, to have it back and, and just to see how they look early on and kind of the progression of, of what happens. So I'm one of those guys that, you know, I'll, I'll turn on college basketball all, all year long, you know, and oh, just yeah. watch it all the way through. Absolutely. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm the same way. I, I love college. Ba- I mean, obviously college football is my first love, but college basketball is right up there, man. I, I love just turning on ESPN and, the, the night games of especially early in the season you get like the Kansas versus Dukes and uh the Gonzagas versus Baylors and you know these kinds of big uh top tier matchups Kentucky uh versus you know Florida State I mean you get a lot of really good uh opening weekend basketball games so it's uh it's always really good to have that and I, I'm excited to to have it back starts uh I, I believe in the next week and a half or so uh, I know exhibition game is uh, coming up next Friday, but uh, the week really starts or the season starts really the uh, the week after that. So that'll be good to have good to have back. So Seth, any other final thoughts from you, buddy? Oh, no, um, I'm, I'm good to good no? to move on to the, right. to the next thing. So excellent. Excellent. Well, we will uh, just quick a quick moment here to uh, talk about Mason Brew podcast sponsor, and that is manscaped which is the best at men's below the waist grooming products are precision engineered tools to protect your family jewels and the latest in men's grooming with manscaped is the performance package 4.0 and guys it's legit it includes the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is amazing it's waterproof has that patented skin safe technology it it literally has everything that you could possibly need uh, uh to trim up and down and all around. The package also includes the Weed Whacker Ear Nose Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Cleanser Groin Wash, Crop Reviver Ball Spray. And if that wasn't enough, you get a free pair of boxers and you get a travel bag to carry all this stuff in because you do get a ton of stuff with that Performance Package 4.0. So join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs and use the promo code MNB20. To get 20% off your order, so head to manscaped.com. Again, promo code MNB20 at checkout for 20% off and free 
shipping worldwide. So let's move on here. We will actually get to some football talk now, uh, as I'm sure that uh, the the title on if you're look if you're listening to this on mazebrew.com, the uh, the headline, the title uh, of this probably is what you've been waiting for us to talk about. So let's just waste no more time. There are going to be a ton of visitors this weekend. So stay tuned Friday morning for John Simmons' full visitors list. But until then, let's briefly chat about one guy in particular. And I think you know who we're talking about. That is 2024 five-star quarterback, Jaden Davis. This is going to be his fourth time in Ann Arbor since June. And this is going to be his second game day visit of the season. His most recent one, being for a game day experience that was back in September for J.J. McCarthy's first ever start. Uh, That was under the lights of the big house against Hawaii. All these visits are important, but this one just seems a little bit more so. The 2024 quarterbacks are starting to come off the board pretty quickly. Georgia took a quarterback about a week ago. They took in four-star quarterback Ryan Puglisi. So the Bulldogs are officially out of the running Jaden Davis and Georgia if you recall they were one of the top programs of note in Jaden Davis's recruitment here Uh, Davis was also supposed to visit Penn State last weekend for their whiteout game against Minnesota he canceled that trip altogether which is huge news so it doesn't really seem like the Nittany Lions are much of a contender here anymore either Uh, the other schools that seem to be in the running though are Clemson Tennessee and North Carolina, all of which he has seen in person this year. I, I think I, I think Clemson is probably one of the bigger threats here. He saw them uh, a couple weeks back for the NC State game, but Tennessee um, it saw Tennessee just a couple weeks ago uh, for their upset over Alabama. Obviously, that was the one of the premier games of college football this season. Uh, you you can't uh, understate enough. Uh, the importance that seeing that type of atmosphere and that type of game with Tennessee beating Bama for the first time in, what, 16 or 17 years, something like that, um, I can imagine that would have a pretty big impact on a recruit visiting for that game. Jim Harbaugh and Matt Weiss have been putting in a ton of work, though, on the Michigan side of things in this recruitment. They both saw him in North Carolina, his uh, hometown, during the bye week, and Matt Weiss went to his high school game as well. The Wolverines do not have a high-level quarterback in the 2023 class like the other competitors in this recruitment, or at least some of them. So early playing time is certainly a pitch in Michigan's favor. Now, Seth uh, Davis has said time and time again he wants to take official visits in the spring and then figure out what he wants to do with his commitment Uh, Michigan is certainly going to push for a commitment this weekend. I can tell you that. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee and assure you that. So how important do you think it is for Harbaugh and company to get the job done and earn a commitment this weekend? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, I, I think it's important. Um, I think it'll be, it's going to be tough to do considering, you know, that he he has stated that he he wants to take official visits and he wants to to kind of go through the process but but when you consider the timing of of it all you know with Georgia having their their quarterback situation set in the 24 class and and now them being out of the picture and and you know the the surfacing reports that um you know Michigan is is kind of the clear favorite here right now um when you when we factor all those uh you know all those things together um, you know that Michigan's gonna this weekend. You know it's gonna be a, another roll out the red red carpet type of situation. You know they're they're gonna do everything they can to uh to really put it in his mind that you know this is you know Ann Arbor's a place to be. Um, it's gonna be an incredible environment on on Saturday night. When you talk about you know visiting the big house in the daytime is much different than than the night games. I can I can tell you that much right now. You can attest to that too, Vaughn. Um, just the the atmosphere is is great either way, but the the night games are are unreal, and um, especially with Michigan State coming into Ann Arbor, is just going to be a great environment for not only Davis but all the recruits that that come in. Um, like you say, uh, you, you can't understate, and I was going to make that point as well. Um, you know, his, his visit to Tennessee and what happened there and uh, that they're a school that's in the mix and has a lot of momentum uh, in terms of their, their program overall right now. But, but yeah, I, I think Michigan is obviously in, in a good spot. Um, and, and if, and if they could pull a commitment out of him this weekend, that is going to make, I, I think a lot of people happy, obviously. I, I think people are, as, as we well know, are, are kind of waiting to see what happens with this recruitment because there are a lot of people that are, that are anxious about the quarterback situation. Uh, the, the fact that they haven't been able to secure one yet in the, in the 24 class and, and what they missed out on in the, in the 23 class. So yeah, if, if Michigan gets big news out of him, uh, this weekend, that's going to be, that's going to be huge. And, uh, but it, I, I think they're, I think it'll be challenging. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I expect that coming out of this weekend from Davis, but I mean, boy, that would be, that would be a home run for sure. Uh, if that's able to happen. Yeah. Home run indeed. I mean, it'd be a grand slam if they could get him because it would only help with some of the guys in the 23 class with some of the offensive linemen specifically that they're still going after. I think it helped them out, but it would definitely help with some of his teammates, the wide receivers, Channing Goodwin, Jordan Ship, both four-star guys would obviously help with those guys, but some of the other receivers that they're in on in the 24 class, I think it would help tremendously with them. So I, I think it's really important because the longer that this goes, the more doubt really comes in here with, I, I mean, we all saw how the 2023 quarterback, uh, I guess with, with Dante Moore, how it played out, uh, obviously not ideal. They put all of their chips in for Dante Moore and uh, just didn't didn't pan out for him. So they ended up having to 
go to Ronnie Bell's brother who may not even play quarterback at the next level. So it's very possible that they don't have one in this 23 class. So they really, really, really need to strike gold in this 24 class. And right now, Jaden Davis is the guy. They've offered several other guys in the 24 class. And Julian Sayan being the other five-star that they've offered, he is trending towards either Bama or LSU at the moment. It seemed like he was a Georgia lean at one point, but obviously they have their quarterback, so they're good. So if it doesn't become Jaden Davis, there's a question mark there looming as far as who your quarterback is going to be because the guy that you would have thought might be a shoe in, C.J. Carr, he's committed to Notre Dame, and there's probably no chance that he would flip to Michigan at this point. So I think it's really vital that Michigan, at at the very least, they got to push for him. And And I think they will. I think they will push for a commitment this weekend. Whether or not they will get that remains to be seen. As a Michigan fan, you certainly hope that they seal the deal this weekend so you can kind of speed up recruiting some of the guys in the 23 class, but certainly a lot of the guys in the 24 class. And you kind of just avoid what happened in 23 altogether. Go back to when J.J. McCarthy committed early in his day uh, in the 2021 class it really sped the process up of him becoming a leader in the class and getting guys to commit with him to come to Michigan. He was a big proponent with Andrew Anthony. He was a big proponent for Junior Colson, uh, arguably Michigan's uh, best linebacker and uh, be- best defensive player, certainly ranking-wise, in the 2021 class. So getting a five-star quarterback on board, it- it's only going to make things so much better and could even speed up the process For some of these other targets that they're going after, Um, obviously, I I brought up those other Providence Day kids that uh, seem to come with him on every visit, whether it be Channing Goodwin, Jordan Ship, or both of them. I believe Ship is uh, at the very least coming in for this visit or or for this game on an unofficial visit. So it would probably help with him for sure. Goodwin, he's got the Michigan connection. So uh, it's, you know. He doesn't really need a whole lot of convincing to go to Michigan, but that certainly wouldn't hurt either. Um, but I, I'll I'll kind of just uh, leave one more question here for you, Seth. Out of the other schools involved, who do you think is the biggest threat now that Georgia's out of the running? I would probably say uh, Clemson is at the moment, just given uh, the relationships that he's built with Dabo Sweeney, and they really rolled out the red carpet for him on his visit to uh, to Clemson a few weeks ago for that game against NC State. Uh, but Tennessee certainly could be one too. North Carolina, obviously the hometown school, so you can never rule them out either. Uh, but your quick thoughts, Seth, on who you think would be uh, the primary competition for Michigan in this recruitment if Jaden Davis uh, does not end up shutting things down this weekend. I think I agree. I think I think Clemson is would be the the other school there, uh, certainly in play um, to be able to land him. I, with with Tennessee, I think being a, I don't want to say dark horse because they're they're obviously right there in the mix. But I, I think Tennessee being a close third, um, and, and obviously you can't rule any of them out. You know, you talk about North Carolina being being the hometown school, but but if if I were to say, you know. A, if I were to define a second place, I guess right now I would I would have Clemson um, 
definitely in in second. Um, one of the questions, if we have time, I think we have a little time. Um, that I was going to pose to you, Vaughn, is is kind of the you were talking about the approach with Dante Moore. Um, you know how they kind of through their you know put their all their eggs in one basket with him or you know all the all the chips on the table with in terms of just uh you know recruiting a quarterback in the 23 class do you think um you know with his 24 class if if davis doesn't work out i mean it, i mean obviously you know that that type of approach kind of kind of killed them in the 23 class so do you think you know if, if davis somehow didn't work out that they would um that they would spend more time and I guess put more resources into making sure that they are able to, uh, to secure another quarterback that, that might not be a Jaden Davis caliber, but, but to make sure they have someone there uh, committed in the class. Yeah, I think so. I mean, at this point you would have to go after a couple other guys. So they, they've offered a handful of quarterbacks in the 24 class. Jaden Davis, obviously being the, the five-star guy that they're going after. They were after Julian Sane for a while, like I mentioned, but uh, obviously he's trending towards the SEC. Michael Van Buren is a guy that I would be interested in. He's a a quarterback. He's a four-star guy, top 100 player. He plays at St. Francis Academy, so Michigan has a ton of St. Francis kids uh, on their roster with Corum and Nakai Hill Green and and Derek Moore, uh, E.A.B. Oki, and, uh, you know, the list kind of goes on and on. So that would be a kid that I would be interested in uh, pursuing further. I would also be interested in uh, Isaac Wilson as well. Submitted, They haven't offered him yet. He's the brother of Zach Wilson. He visited uh, a couple weeks ago for the Penn State game. I would certainly give him a good look because he looks to be uh, a pretty good four-star caliber quarterback as well. I think he is rated as a four-star. I'd have to take a look at the rankings real quick. But uh, yeah, he is certainly a guy that I would look after. And uh, probably give an offer to just because you you already got him on campus. I'm sure he would be ecstatic to have that offer. And uh, on the composite, he's number 132. 24-7 in their own rankings has him as number 52 overall. So a uh, highly caliber guy right there. So they're going to have their options here. But Davis is the clear-cut number one for them. And in my eyes, too, I think he is the, the clear-cut number one. But those are just a few other guys that I would uh, poke around at and, and uh, you know, turn, turn the burner on a little bit if they haven't already done so, uh, if they haven't reached out to these guys and, uh, you know, contacted them consistently. So um, we'll certainly see after the weekend, but if it's like Monday or Tuesday and Jaden Davis hasn't committed, I'd probably start um, with that offer to Isaac Wilson. That's at least what I would do. Um but yeah, I, I hope I answered your question there, Seth. You did, yeah. I was just kind of interested in in getting your take on you know the approach, and obviously after after dropping the ball in the twenty three classes with more that they would um that they would likely take a take a different approach here to make sure that they they are set at that position. You know whether it's uh whether it's Jaden Davis or like say a guy like Wilson or or elsewhere, um just to make sure they have what they need to to have lined up there and make sure that they, they do indeed get one in, in the 24 class. Cause that would be, that would be a catastrophe if to say the least, if, <laughs> if, uh, if they didn't. So, yeah, no doubt it, it certainly would be. And I, I can't imagine what it'd be like if they whiffed on all these other guys, but you know what? We'll, uh, we'll see 
how it shakes out after this weekend. I'm, uh, you know, I'm slightly optimistic, but um, we'll certainly see. Recruiting's kind of crazy. So, but yeah, that's all the time we got for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter, Avon underscore Lozon. You can follow Seth at Barry underscore Seth 14. Follow Mason Brew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just type in Mason Brew. Subscribe to the Mason Brew podcast. We would certainly appreciate all of that support. For Seth Barry, I am Vaughn Lozon, and we will come back next week with another edition of Future Brew.